Support for Troy Public Radio comes from Sunshine Behavioral Medicine, providing specialized psychiatric treatments of bipolar disorders and PTSD. More information at sunshine2000.com. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. North Alabama's Russell Cave has a history that stretches back thousands of years. And an ancient grain that was discovered in that cave happens to be in vogue today as a health food. Joining us by Skype is archaeologist Stephen Carmody, chair of the Troy University Department of Anthropology, Sociology, and Criminology. Next weekend, the Alabama Archaeological Society will hold its winter conference at the university, and it will include Junior Archaeology Day. Everyone is invited. Stephen Carmody, welcome back to In Focus, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. History in Your Hands is what we are doing as a series with the Alabama Archaeological Society. And one of the big weekends of the year is coming up. Can you give us sort of a quick overview? Oh, sure. Uh, February 18th and 19th, Troy University is hosting the uh, winter Alabama Archaeological Society meetings. So Saturday, we'll have a full day of papers, university professors, professional archaeologists, students, graduate students, presenting on their research or areas they focus on in archaeology here in the state. Then Sunday, there'll be a field trip to a local short quarry, and there'll also be a junior archaeology day for kids grades K-6 through here on Troy University campus at the Arboretum. Let's delve into some of these stories behind this event you will be doing a lecture about Russell Cave National Monument. The Russell Cave site is a really kind of fascinating site. It is the only national archaeological monument in Alabama. People have heard of Russell Cave. It's a site that has significance here. And a lot of that significance is wrapped up in the fact that it has one of the longest occupational sequences in the area. And so ancestors of contemporary indigenous communities lived in Russell Cave for roughly 10,000 years, and that gives you an incredible snapshot into the past, in the past life waves of people who lived here. So the site was originally excavated in the 1950s. Even then, people understood the significance of the site, which led President Kennedy to make this a national monument. It was excavated twice in the 1950s and again in the 1960s by the National Park Service. But there's been very little published literature from the excavations. And so in the summer of 2016, I had the opportunity to work with Dr. Sarah Sherwood, who is a professor at Swanee in Tennessee. We ran a field school that summer, and we spent two weeks inside the cave. So how long did it take you to interpret what you found? We spent a couple years trying to figure where there could be intact deposits if they were there. And then the real focus of our field school with the students was trying to bring modern archaeological methods into the cave. In the 1950s and 60s, they actually used dynamite in the cave, and they would use dynamite before lunch and at the end of the day, and so at lunch the cave would clear. At the end of the day, if they used dynamite, you know, it would clear by the time they came the next day. 
And so we have adopted different techniques and methodologies. These techniques haven't been employed inside the cave. And so we wanted to go in and take a float column. It's the way we systematically collect plant remains to analyze them, to make sure we actually get some. I know that your special interest is plants. What did you find? The only story about plants at Russell Cave really came from a basket of kenopodium seeds. So in the 1950s excavation, the excavators came down on a basket late in the day. They made the decision to leave the basket in the ground and collect it the next day. Well, somebody came in that night and destroyed the basket and stole some of it. But what was left behind was part of the basket and then these kenopodium seeds. And kenopodium was a plant, goosefoot is kind of its common name people use, that was domesticated here between four and 5,000 years ago. And those seeds from the cave really helped identify eastern North America as one of the global independent centers of plant domestication. When we talk about domestication and agriculture, we talk about that leading to civilizations. And eastern North America is one of only a handful of places in the world where we actually see native plants domesticated over time. So you are talking about a pivotal find. But again, if you think about the timeline here, the excavations in the 50s and 60s, in the 80s, the discovery of these domesticated kenopodium seeds, and then there hasn't been much work done on the site. And so we wanted to go back based on all of that information and bring some of these new techniques into Russell Cave. And so Sarah Sherwood, uh, co-director of this project, she's a geoarchaeologist. She studies house sites, looking at the sediments inside the cave. And so together, we were going to bring these geoarchaeological and paleoethnobotanical or plant studies into the cave for the first time. That was really the focus of our two-week field excavation 2016. At the end of this story, how were those seeds used by the inhabitants of that cave? Well, they would have been eaten, planted in, in the area, possibly grown somewhere around the cave. The early occupants of the cave were highly mobile hunter-gatherers using the cave seasonally. And then over time, we think through the process of plant domestication and people become more sedentary, the cave was maybe used as a storage facility or it could have been used on a more permanent basis. And that's what the archaeological record tends to suggest. The cave is used much more heavily over the past couple thousand years. Okay, these seeds, is there any correlated plant today? To those seeds? Quinoa in South America. You're kidding. Quinoa? Is that what you're saying? Right. So quinoa is the South American variety of quinopodium or quinopods. So it's the same family. This is amazing. Now, Stephen, those who know plants know that quinoa is a protein, right? A protein grain. So we know that it was in North America as well as South America. Yeah, it's one of the suite of plants that we refer to as the Eastern Agricultural Complex, a suite of plants that were domesticated by individuals who lived here, again, between four and 5,000 years ago. And so sunflower is one of those plants, kenopods, gourds, kind of a suite of crops, some that were domesticated and some that were not, like maygrass, that were just used heavily and kind of out of their native range that suggests people are moving them around on the landscape. Well, your research is fascinating, and your address is going to be one of those presented at the Alabama Archaeological Society Winter Conference this coming weekend. Tell me more about this Junior Archaeology Day that's part of this conference. So Junior Archaeology Day is going to be on Sunday from 12 to 3, 
Right now, we're targeting K through sixth grade. We have uh, eight different stations run by our students, our archaeology and anthropology students. There is so much more to this winter conference. And Stephen, as I understand it, the public is invited. So how do they get more information? So we have, uh, we have program flyers out on several different social media platforms through Boy Today uh, and other areas to make sure the general public can see what we're doing and, and they're welcome, of course. Um, you know, we'd like to reach as many reach as many interested people as we can. And the beauty of the whole conference is that it's not so technical that the general public can understand it. That's correct. And you can find more information about either our chapter or the statewide society uh, online. Well, Associate Professor Stephen Carmody, I want to thank you again for sharing that exciting plant story from Russell Cave, and thank you for the preview of the upcoming AAS Winter Conference at Troy University. Well, thank you for always helping us get the word out about our our events. Joining us by Skype was archaeologist Stephen Carmody. More information about next weekend's Winter Conference of the Alabama Archaeological Society at Troy University can be found at the Troy Today website. The public is invited. Thanks for joining us today for a History in Your Hands segment on In Focus, which is now a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio. Support comes from Troy University's Trojan Cafe, offering a variety of Starbucks beverages and an assortment of sandwiches, soups, and pastries, located on Troy University's Montgomery campus, across from the Rosa Parks Library and Museum.